Hello, welcome to the Mama Squad podcast, episode nine. That's right, I said nine. And crazy. Um, today we're going to cover finances, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let Sandra take the lead on this because she has just got it all in line. Well, it took me damn near 30 years to figure this out. Um, I'm 33. You guys, I can't math right, as I'm about to show you guys. <laughs> but for real, it took me a long time to get where I am. And I am super passionate about this because if I can get my shit together, anybody can get their shit together. Um, so I want to start. And Heather has seen me through literally my lowest points to where I am now. So she can attest that like I had wasn't always the smartest about finances took me a long time to get here yeah but you know what you've gotten to a point that like millions of people probably aren't even close to where you are now and but it's so simple to get here okay so let me talk to you guys so um year is 2019 (laughs) that was not planned (laughs) um well in 2019 I was $24,680 and some change in credit card debt. That is an entire car. Yeah, only in credit card debt. Um, I was struggling. I could not see my way out of that hole. The more I kept saving and paying off the credit card, I was just paying off interest at this point. There was just no way for me to get out from under that rock that I put myself in. Um, I even called my bank and asked them if there's anything that they can do, any advice. And what the bank told me was that for a year, they can lower my payments, but the interest will keep going up. And I'm like, well, by the end of this year, I'll just have more credit card debt and I won't actually pay off anything of my original debt. And they said, yeah, but we can help you with the monthly payments. It was at it was backwards. I was crazy. Um, luckily, I met um, my now ex boyfriend, but you know it is what it is. Um, he is the one who started me on like really buckling down and really getting into saving my money and being wise about my money. Um, so one of the first things I did was do a spreadsheet on your Excel on Google Google Sheets. You don't pay for Excel if you don't have to. I'm not telling you to get a subscription for Microsoft Word or anything like that. Just use Google Sheets. It's super easy. I literally have now three or four years worth of spreadsheets in one spreadsheet. Um, and it tells me what all my what all my um, bills are, how much I made, and things like that. If you guys need help, it's super simple. It's like Barney style. Literally, my 11-year-old could read this. I'd be happy to get you started. The hardest part is just getting started. You know, I think what we can do to help is maybe we can create a PDF file that we can upload to the website. Oh, yeah. um, That you guys can access. Uh, Yeah, because it's super simple. Um, And I'm telling you guys, like, I did not think it was as simple because I have literally gotten to the point where my lights have been turned off. Um. And I, I know I know the struggle. I've been the struggle. I but I promise you you can get out of from under that rock just like me. Um, 
the first thing I had to do was like change my mindset. I did not get my nails done every every week or every other week. Things that you can cut back on, you should come back on. And because I did that, now my son, and he uses these words, these exact words. He goes, Mom, is that financially responsible if I want to like go by the drive-thru and not cook food because I'm lazy? He's like, Mom really is that financially responsible so like my 13 year old is super frugal just because he's seen how i am with money um and it's really really helped with not making those bad decisions of going to the drive through of buying dinners every single night and doing stuff like that and not going out to eat first of all my son says that because he wants to be at home playing his video game so he does not want to go out. He does not want to go in a restaurant. But he's not wrong. Like, it would be better for me to make a home-cooked meal rather than go to Walmart. Meanwhile, my children are like, Mom, can we have sushi burritos tonight? And I'm like, guys. <laughs> First of all, no. Second of all, I made dinner. Like, come on. <laughs> I love that we are opposites. One loves to cook. The other one does not. <laughs> I I hate cooking. Don't get me wrong. But I also hate going out with three children. <laughs> because the moment they bring the bill, it's like not below 70 bucks. Oof. I hear you. And that's without yeah, the tip. Oof. It makes me cry. Don't even get me started on groceries. Ah, I know. That's kind of what's kicking our butt right now, too. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, it, I just changed my mindset. The, when people get super overwhelmed and they don't know where to start, let me tell you where to start. Start by um, just reading as much things as you can read. When I was ready to invest after I got budgeting down, I wanted to invest, and the ver the first book that I, my sister actually told me to read was The Simple Path to Wealth by J.K. Collins. If you don't like reading, go ahead and get that on Audible, because I bought the book, and I'm a veteran, so like crayons. Uh, um, I can't just read. I have to read and listen to the book for me to comprehend anything, um, but it is a fantastic, fantastic book read or listen to um that is a great way to get started on investing um one of the earlier things i did too was get my life license and one of the things that they taught me there is about financial freedom and people always want to spend on the vacations first well this is the one thing that I learned from getting my life insurance license. I'm not saying to go out there and get it, but this is one of the big fundamentals that is super easy. And I felt so dumbfounded, the fact that I didn't think like this or realize this. So you build your house from the bottom up, right? You need a good, solid foundation and relationships and anything. Your foundation should be protecting your income. How you do that is by getting life insurance. I go for term, but, you know, whatever suits your boat. Um, you protect your income because you protect your car. You have insurance for your car, so you should have insurance for your life. If anything happens to you, the bills still have to get paid. So you protect your income. The next thing that you need to think about is after you protect yourself is building your budget, building a budget 
and then making sure you have an emergency fund. My emergency fund has 10K in it, and that is strictly emergencies, does not pull out of there, only if something is literally on fire, like my car was last year. <laughs> and I didn't know about that until she comes to my house with a different car. And she goes, oh yeah, my car caught on fire. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Hence, but I didn't feel a thing because I had that emergency fund. After I built my emergency fund, then it's tackling on um, paying off my debt, which I am 100% out of credit card debt. My credit card literally has 400 bucks on it, and I p- pay off my credit card every single month. And if I had a round of applause button, that's what I'd be pressing right now. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, the only um, debt that I have right now is my mortgage. Um, and you guys dreaming about owning a house wasn't even a dream that I ever thought of because I did not allow myself to even think I could. I thought I was going to rent for the rest of my life. And that's the mindset change. Exactly. You go from the poor person mindset. Yep. To the wealthy person mindset. I I don't know what other mindset to call that actually. Whatever it is, like you, it's not you, poor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not poor. You, <laughs> but to basically dream big because literally is if you can dream it, you can believe it. I'm really effing up all these things, but <laughs> if you can dream it, you can be it. There we go. Believe it works too. Um, point is, now I own a house and I rent it out, and I actually make besides my um, my nine to five job of source of income. I also have my renter's source of income. I have three forms of income currently. Um, and then after I pay off my debt, then that's when I started thinking about retirement. And that's when I started thinking about investing. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not saving for college because you don't need to go to college to, um, be something of yourself is my firm belief and if my kids want to go to college um i will help them but who knows how much college is going to cost also they can join the military like i told them (laughs) they can always do one of the academies exactly want to do the military point is like um those are like the what what i learned is the way you build your house is first number one protect your income insurance number two make a budget and an emergency fund number three start paying off all your debts do look into the snowball effect look into um paying off smaller debts first and working your way up and then number four work into retirement and number five the roof of the house should be saving up for vacations in that order ladies and gentlemen you know i never actually heard any of these concepts And I really like the way that you put it because it it gives for people like me who need to imagine kind of, you know, top to bottom, what do I need to do to get to this moment? Now, my husband and I literally went from calling my mother because all I had was kibasi in the house. I know I go back (laughs) to that story all the time, but like we were just talking and we're both working full time now. We're both able to sustain a life. That if you would have told 19-year-old me that I would be at, I'd be like, you've got jokes. That's not going to happen. Um, although today at work, I was literally just organizing markers by color 
but you know <laughs> she sent me a video of that too <laughs> it was crazy but we made it work and you know my my husband went from being in the air force and now he does cybersecurity and he he's moving up in his company and i'm making strides but you know um just saying like saving is important but teaching your children to not only save but to spend wisely is extremely essential because you don't always need the newest phone you don't always need the newest computer or the highest end pair of pants that you can find at the most expensive store in the mall like teaching your kids that now will help them in the future when it's time for them to be completely financially responsible so they don't always feel like they have to be at that top tier of spending all the time because the only thing that's going to do is bury them in debt. Exactly. I um so one of the things besides like Mike so every every month um I told you guys I have this spreadsheet that tallies up. I don't like to auto pay my bills. I know I should, and it's the next level in my financial growth is to put all my bills on auto pay, but I, I'm not there yet. Listen, I don't like it. I have a good amount of bills on auto pay, but things like my water, my electric, like things that are not constantly the same exact amount, I like to see exactly what it is before I pay it personally. So do I. I, I like like the Tupac song, It Feels So Good, Putting Money in Your Mailbox. Um, like I like manually clicking and saying okay this is how much I'm gonna pay and I I like doing that it keeps me sane um there's certain of anal like a c d o c d um I messed that up whatever you got the o c d the second time it works yeah um but I like you know, knowing how much I'm paying for these bills and it keeps me track of my spreadsheet. So every month when I pay, when I balance my spreadsheet out, I see how much I've spent and I see how much at the month um, I spend total of my bills. I also have this uh, profit loss sheet that I also do and I learned about it on the book um, that I was talking about earlier, but it's so cool. Cause I actually see what my net worth is for that month and what my profit or my losses were. Um, it's actually kept me pretty, pretty good about spending. Cause I kind of always want to beat myself. That's really awesome. Um, you're gonna have to send me this information. This is really cool. Yeah, I'll definitely send um, it to you. I love it. I, I live by this thing. Um, I mean, we're, I want to say we're smart spenders, but like also my grocery bill is normally about $400 Dang. a week. <gasps> Shut the front door. Yeah. I could not. <laughs> it's so bad. And that's buying, you know, BOGOs at Publix and like all of these other things. And I just, we have, you know, dietary restrictions and stuff because of one of my children. So I have to buy like all of the expensive stuff and it drives me nuts. But it's like our I want to say our food bill maybe about eight months ago was closer to like 300. Um, and with inflation in the past few weeks, like a few months, it's just yeah. shot up. And you notice all the things when you keep tr- when you start keeping track of everything, you notice every single little thing and all the, all the changes. Um, Even my electric bill is like insane. 
oh, I don't even get me started on electric bills. <laughs> um, but so I, um, what I've been teaching my kids is once I, once a month when I do my, um, when I balance for the prior month, mm-hmm. um, I've been showing them so they, they watch me do it so then they're familiar with their spreadsheets and then um, they have their, um, my kids have two debit cards. Each of them have their debit card. Before they get any single money, like whether it be for me or who, any, like my parents or any anybody, whatever money they get has to go in their debit card. 10% has to go into savings because I always teach them just because you earn $500 doesn't mean you're good to keep $500. And that's kind of teaching them gross versus net. So they start learning that when they get a paycheck, they're not going to get all their paycheck. They have to pay taxes. They have to pay bills. They have to pay all those things mm-hmm. before they see what they're going to have. I like that. I think that's awesome. Like my daughter, so she had a um, pretty awesome party this year or last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, she got a lot of money. Um, so I made her put a large amount of that into savings because it's like, I don't want you to just go to the mall and decide to spend it. I'm like, this money is great for when you decide to go to college. Because, again, this is the girl that wants to either go to the Air Force Academy or Stanford. So that's going to be expensive either way. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I did learn when I worked at a bank from one of our um, members, and it was a really long conversation, but to put it in to smaller <laughs> time frame here, um, they would take their kids to the store and let's say they want to buy something, but they don't have enough money for it. The parent would say, okay, I'll loan you some money, but you have to pay it back with this month's interest, which means instead of it being 50 bucks, now you're going to owe me $57. Oh, I do that. I do that with um, Manny and Isabel. Actually, my ex is the one who is great at that. And... Um, I know it's kind of controversial about like, oh, if you're, they're just kids and, but these kids have to learn financial lingo and how it works in the real world. If the bank lets you borrow 50 uh, 50 bucks, you're not paying back 50 bucks. You're more likely going to pay like 60 bucks back. Exactly. And it teaches them not to overspend. You know, it. I, I question my kids. I'm like, okay, so you want to buy this. This is how much it is. This is what you're going to have left. Is that worth it? And I, someone I worked with, she used to say, if I pick up something that I like, in my head, I've already given it a price. If it is not that price or below, I'm not going to buy it because it is not worth it past that number. Oh, that's good. That's a good mindset. I think that's phenomenal. And I'm like, that... That right there will keep you from overspending on the shirt that you probably should have spent $10 on, but yet you spend 15 Yeah. Right? Like Definitely. And you guys, I know we're over here talking about all these things that we do now, but doesn't mean that we have to be on all the time. I don't want to be on this podcast on like a high horse thinking like, oh, I'm great and I do this. Yeah, it's taken me a long time to get here, but now this mindset is just 
just a mindset. It's literally a second thought. It's not something that I have to work at or like be like, oh my God, I shouldn't do this. It's just something that comes naturally because of all the effort we put in the beginning. So like I still am lazy and watch Netflix for sometimes nine hours a day, which is not healthy. I'm trying to cut back on the weekends. Nine hours a day? Listen, sometimes on the weekends, I don't want to do anything. I'm going to need you to get out of the house more. I know. <laughs> sometimes I'm so, t- I'm so tired, though. I just, actually, I was just listening to this YouTube video on the average person spends like 2.5 hours a day on Netflix, and that time could be let um, used if we cancel the Netflix subscription that time could be spent learning something new or something i'm not there yet you guys i did cancel my disney subscription i'm not there with netflix (laughs) one step forward friend one step at a time okay (laughs) you know and one thing i learned from somebody i want to say it's a book my husband read and i can't remember the name of it but they said don't forget to reward yourself essentially yeah, pay yourself first. Yes, yes. that's the wording. Yes, so girl. if there is something that once you're financially stable, if you want to get your nails done, then get your nails done. But make sure you also have money to pay the rest of your bills. Don't just go get your nails done just because you want it. Once you're in that state of mind, it's different. I haven't gotten my nails done forever. Like, I bought myself a dip kit because I'm just that cheap. <laughs> but I do miss a good pedicure. <laughs> I um, I recently just started taking um, me and my daughter while we get our nails done because I can now. Um, because, But for, I probably didn't even start getting my nails done until like a year ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, because that, that was not for... A couple years before that, it was no eating out. It was really strict. It was literally the envelope system where I would take money out of my bank and put it in an envelope, literally in an actual envelope, people. And that would be my grocery bills. That would be my vacation funds. That would be my gas money. I literally, I kid you not when I say that I I literally did put my credit card in the freezer in a bag full of ice just to stop myself from using it that is next level but did it work yeah it was extreme yes it's extreme and it sounds effing crazy but people it works okay now i'm don't rely on my credit card yeah because then you have to go through the process to defrost the freaking thing and defrosting chickens bad enough yeah i don't yeah i never got to the point where i like had to defrost my credit card of you You've done an amazing job. And just so everyone knows, we're sharing information that we have used that has worked for us. We are not experts in the financial field. Um, Nope, there's books for that, people. (laughs) There are a lot of books for that. Um, But this is real life. The things that have happened that we have done that has actually been successful. And that sometimes is what people just need to hear. exactly and success story and remember to like your kids are going to model after what you're doing so if they're seeing you struggle and if they're seeing you make bad decisions with finances they're probably going to grow up to make bad decisions with finances so when you learn your kids learn and you teach them and it's fun and it's bonding 
You get a little lawyer out of it. Right? I was <laughs> I was reading up on some topics, actually, for this. And I had read an article from NPR. And it was... Um, it was pretty much saying to talk to your kids about finances and let your kids be a part of your finances. I mean, that's uh, what I do. There are a lot of people who it's just so taboo for parents to be like, listen, this is what our finances look like. This is why we can't do this, you know, because they worry about the kids stressing about money. I've heard that over and over and over again. And here's the thing. If they understand why they can't do something, because of a financial thing versus we just can't do it, it's different. Because then you can do a saving journey with your child. And you can say, how much could we afford as a family to put away so that we can go zip lining as a family, as an example, right? Yeah. And they are contributing to that. And then it gives them a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they're invested more yeah. in responsibility. Yeah. Like, yeah. just because you're talking to your kids about finances doesn't mean you have to stress them out. Exactly. And it's one of those things where they just need to realize where you are financially so that they can do... I always tell my kids all the time, we don't want you to be like us. We want you to be better than us. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, and this is just one step forward to them being better than us and making better financial decisions as they are younger. And with that said, I want to thank you all so much for listening to the Mama Squad podcast, episode nine on finances. And I also want to thank Sandra for rocking this entire episode. Yeah, I'm super passionate about that. Um, I probably talked a lot more than i should have my bad y'all hope y'all like my voice <laughs> so as always if you um want to reach out to us you can find us on tiktok instagram and facebook and you're more than welcome to email us you can find the links and all the information in our show notes and again thank you so much for being one of our listeners you guys are the bread and butter to this and we thank you so much mm-hmm.